Most thoughts that human beings have are negative. So why is there so much pessimism and why do you need to understand it? That's what we're covering this week on episode 21 of the Why How Yes Sales Podcast. The Why, How, Yes sales podcast is sponsored in part by Jared James Coaching for Real Estate Agents. If you're a real estate agent listening to this podcast, you probably understand how to sell. You know when you are across a dining room table from a potential customer, that listing is probably going to come your way. The issue is how do you structure your business in order to get to that that dining room table more often. As a former top agent himself, Jared James has the tools to help you create the business that you want to own. They will help you put the systems in place where you can spend more time doing what really matters, which is creating sales. Go to jaredjamestoday.com and set up a time to have a consultation. And from there, they will be able to guide you towards running a business rather than just running around. Hey, salespeople, welcome to the Why, How, Yes sales podcast, where I help you get to the yes the right way. I'm Red Staffstrom, and I am here to help you fix your broken sales skills. Now, this is episode 21. Um, We've been going really well. Please, if you're enjoying this content, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, uh, be sure to review on whatever channel and medium that you're listening to this podcast is. Um, It really helps us out. Now, today on episode 21, what I want to discuss is fear and uncertainty and pessimism and how it relates to you, not just relates to your customer. Now, I've talked a number of times before about how your job is to alleviate fear, your job is to take away and address people who are very risk adverse um, and make sure that you are taking away those concerns for them. But what about internally? What about for you? Uh, I remember hearing a manager tell me, and I don't know where he got this statistic, and I'm really upset that I've never asked and I haven't been able to find it since. Um, 80% of all thoughts that human beings have are negative. So four out of five thoughts that blow through your head on a daily basis are negative and pessimistic. And that's because most people are wired that way. And from an evolutionary imperative, it's smart that we're pessimistic. Um, Think about it back in caveman days. Grog went into the cave. Grog did not come out. Now, the optimist says, oh, he must be really cozy. The pessimist said, Grog is now a snack for a tiger. Who do you think survived longer, the optimists or the pessimists? Pretty sure the optimists kicked the bucket early because they thought they were thinking happy thoughts. Now, I'm not here to give you this lovey-dovey motivational poster of a podcast. You all know that you, being positive and being enthusiastic is much better than being this negative curmudgeon who sees fear around every corner. But you need to make sure that you're conscious that you're constantly being conscious. Constantly being conscious, you know the words now, of what you're actually growing in your head and where your thoughts are coming from and whether they're the right thoughts. Because, and I've used this statistic, this um, story a number of times, people are so risk adverse that 
if they sense that something could be wrong, they don't move forward. Uh, they'd rather take the devil they know than the devil or the angel they don't. No matter how good and how great your product is, if there's a level of uncertainty, they won't move forward uh, because of how afraid they are. And we've talked about the ice cream cone and the ice cream taste tester spoon scenarios a number of times. People are so risk adverse that in order to, they'd rather test five or six flavors and suffer that humiliation of making other people wait in line just so they don't waste $3.50 on an ice cream cone. That's how afraid people are of negative experiences. Um, think about that societal pressure. You've got 10 people behind you in line at the ice cream shop and you wanna try three flavors because of 350. Honestly, just get in line again. Um, but that's the way people are thinking. They will take the devil they know over the angel that will help them because they don't trust the angel yet. Now, there's biological reasons why you need to make sure that you're being conscious of what's in your head. Um, all emotions, and we've talked about a lot about neurology and emotions and the limbic brain, the neocortex, all of that kind of stuff. All emotions, they come from the limbic brain, and they're really just chemicals um, that are being sent out. There's dopamine, there's serotonin, there's oxytocin, there's adrenaline. It's, it's all of these chemical compounds that are flooding your brain and forcing it to do certain things in your neurological and your in your systems. Now what a lot of people don't know is when they're feeling negative and when they're feeling stress, adrenaline is released. Even if it's not an adrenaline release because I have to run from a tiger, it's still a, le a low level of adrenaline. And what a lot of people don't realize is that adrenaline will actually shut some systems down if they're not deemed functional. Um, when you have to run for your life, adrenaline kicks in and it says, you know what, let's focus those calories that we have to burn. Rather than focusing them on digestion, we're going to focus them on hearts, lungs, muscles. That's all we're going to worry about right now. We're not going to produce saliva. We're not going to do anything non-essential. And that's part of the reason why I think Americans are as obese as they are. And I don't have a study to back this up, but one of the reasons, one of the things that happens when adrenaline gets released is that the digestive system shuts down. So, you, if you notice people who are in high-stress jobs, they tend to be more overweight more often. And the reason is because that level of adrenaline, that constant low level of adrenaline, shuts down their digestive functions and they're not processing food the right way any longer. So you need to be... You need to think about this when you're talking to people and when you're guarding your own um, your own mindset. Because having the wrong mindset not only impacts your customer, but it impacts you on a physiological level. Now, let's talk about how it impacts the customer. Um, we've all heard those lines, buyers, are, like we've heard plenty of salespeople complain, like buyers don't know what they're talking about, they're idiots, they, they, they have no clue what the job entails, all of that stuff. And you're right, they don't. You are the expert, and if you're expecting them to be an expert in your field, you're gonna be pretty upset pretty quickly. But you need to know that they are going through all those emotions the same way too. And if you are triggering 
more negative thoughts, even if they're on a subconscious level, that tick, that negative feeling that you have, that is going to be reflected in a micro expression, that nanosecond of doubt that you show on your face, is going to be picked up on. Because while they may not know everything about your product or about your industry, they know how to read when something ain't right. And then they will pick the devil they know as opposed to the angel that will actually help them but don't know. So with all of these things, the reason I'm bringing a lot of this up is because of everything that's going on now, specifically with the news, with the coronavirus. And I felt like we needed to address fear today because the rational brain knows that there's nothing really to worry about with the coronavirus. There's only been a couple dozen cases in the United States. Um, there's been a few people who died, but we know that likely based on the symptoms and conditions, um, they haven't been able to release too many details about the patients who died uh, because of HIPAA and privacy laws. But odds are they were either probably very young or very old or had compromised immune systems to begin with. Uh, most of the coronavirus things that happen and the symptoms are overcome, like, you're able to overcome them. If you're if you pick up a box of Lysol wipes, you see that the coronavirus is one of the first three or four viruses that the bleach takes out. So this is easily overcome. Like we can easily overcome this. This is no different than the scares we had uh, with Zika a few years ago. With um, and that's a much more severe disease than coronaviruses with Zika with childbirth and microcephaly and all of those things. The Zika was much more terrifying based on symptoms and outcomes than the coronaviruses. Coronavirus is a shortness of breath effectively and it's similar to a low-level pneumonia and leads to a low-level level pneumonia if untreated. Think about mad cow disease. Think about SARS. Think about the Ebola virus. Uh, the Ebola virus was, it is a very significant and deadly disease, but I think there were less than 10 cases that, like I think there were only five deaths worldwide. Uh, one analyst said you are more likely to die in the car ride to Walmart to pick up a mask than you are actually dying of the coronavirus. I think there's only been about Depending on when this airs, as of now, I think there's only been about 15 deaths due to the coronavirus. But all of us are nervous about it. Again, the stock market right uh, as of um, last week, I'm re recording this on March 4th. Last week, the stock market lost 10% because of fears of the coronavirus. Now, some of it is warranted. Factories have been shut down. Um, flights are going to be a bit of a mess and traveling. And yes, there is going to be significant losses. Um, I know events that have been canceled due to coronavirus fears. Realistically, it's overblown in my mind. I am not worried about it. But you have to understand that this just compounds for people who are. People who are afraid you're just exacerbating things if you're acting nervous too. You need to understand their fear. You need to understand their risk aversion. You need to understand their fear of loss. Um, and once you do, you can speak to it the right way. People will rather go with the devil they know as opposed to the angel they don't. Um, and knowing that you can be much more 
disciplined in terms of maintaining your mindset like a gardener and plucking out the negative thoughts. Um, and I don't mean this as a self-helpy chicken soup for the soul. Get rid of negative thoughts and you'll do so much better. And now let's just, yeah, it, it, it sink kumbaya. You need to from a physiological perspective and from an economic perspective. These are not soft ideas that you need to get rid of negative thoughts. These, in fact, impact your health and they impact your wallet. Pay attention to your negative thoughts. Get rid of them. Ignore the news. Turn it off. Most of the news is garbage. I think that, we, again, I'd rather read a newspaper than watch any cable news because at least a newspaper, you don't get that tone of voice and that panic in their voice. Like, everything is going to hell. Like, if you read, everything is going to hell. You're not as upset as some panicked blonde um, bimbo looking on Fox News or MSNBC or any of their terror does not equate the same way um, when you have to read it as opposed to watch it. So make sure you are paying attention to your mindset, that you are listening to what your head says, and that you are being diligent about keeping your thoughts as positive as you possibly can that because that is the physiological need to guard your health, your wealth, and just your happiness. Um, look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, once again, um, this has been episode 21 of the Why How Yes podcast. Um, if you guys have enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, review. It all helps me out. And I will see you next time where I will continue to help you fix your broken sales skills. The Why How Yes Sales Podcast is also sponsored by the Jarja Media CRM. Only 12% of all real estate leads are reached out to more than three times. This means that almost 90% of all agents are throwing away thousands of dollars worth of lead generation marketing every year simply by not keeping in touch with the prospects that they already paid for. With drip campaigns that are written by one of the nation's top coaching companies, you'll be able to automate keeping potential clients in front of you for well over a year. The Jarger Media CRM will make sure that you are not leaving any meat on the bone and that the leads you are already paying for are actually turning into customers. Schedule a demo online at jargermedia.com slash CRM.